0: Today, you're listening to the wildcard edition of the Loose Change Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything football we got the playoff edition of the Loose Change podcast coming up where we're previewing the wild card weekend, baby. It's super wild card weekend, Kyle. How pumped are you on a scale of one to fuck yeah?
2: Uh, I'm pumped for the majority of the weekend except
1: for <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> oh, but no. We're no, saying Kyle, to ten, yeah. not
2: happy about the Bengals game. Yeah. And who wants to go into a playoff game with Anthony Brown at quarterback? Not me.
1: Bengals fan dan in the other corner just smiling his face off ear to ear how you feeling buddy going into the weekend you're probably pumped for your Bengals, eh? you think they're gonna
0: oh yeah of course i apologize in advance to all those raven fans out there because it might get ugly
1: <laughs> i like to apologize to absolutely fucking no one <laughs> i'm pumped as an eagles fan i don't have to watch and panic about my eagles this week they're on by oh, yeah but you it's to gonna be a squirm. Fun. Can you believe that they have a Monday night game? That's wild. They got games on Saturday, I Sunday, can't believe and Monday. That. I didn't
2: even realize that till you sent that to me. And like, it just seems odd because they're gonna have Saturday games next week. So if you're the Monday night game, like I guess they'll probably do NFC on Sunday. But
1: and I'm like, like you're 99 sure week. the bracket suggests that the Eagles, who are on bye for two weeks, will face the Monday night players. So it's like of all teams to have the buy against is the ones that go up against the Monday night guys that seems odd to me
2: yeah I don't know
1: anyways we're gonna start with Monday night that'll be last that's the Cowboys bucks we'll get to there at the end Prescott sucks that's a little teaser for the kids Seahawks 49ers is our first game though on Saturday let's just jump right into it boys what do you think Seahawks plus nine and a half the betting line suggests that they have a one in five maybe less chance of winning this game everyone that I've spoken with is all over the 49ers granted. I know a lot of 49ers fans. I don't want to start with, yeah, we all think the 49ers win. I want us to start with how did the Seahawks win this game? Cause really that's what they're thinking about in Seattle. Kyle, I'll yeah. ask you bl- bluntly that question. How do they win the game?
2: So I think that it comes down to the performance of Brock Purdy first and foremost, um, I know that, you know, he's played really well towards the end of the season, but you got to remember that this was like a late round draft pick. Last pick of the playing in his rookie draft. season in a pretty complex offense. So like you put him in this bright stage against a division rival in Seattle and, you know, there's a good chance that he doesn't perform up to the standard that he's set in the regular season. So I think that the 49ers potentially shoot themselves in the foot there, but outside of that, like Seattle needs to not turn the ball over. That's something that we've seen a lot over the last couple of weeks. We've seen uh, I feel like every time I watch a Seattle highlight on Red Zone, it's a fumbler and interception. Like the amount mm, of times that they lately, For the sure ball. the last
1: half of the season, definitely. Yes.
2: And that's what they did so well at the beginning of the year when they looked like they could be that top eight team in the league. So I think that they really got to take care of the ball. They got to get back to the ground and pound style of offense, which means their defense has to shut down Brock Purdy in this offense. And I think that if they can run the ball, manage the clock, and watch their, uh, their turnovers, that they have a chance to win this game.
1: Right. Because like Dan, for example, if you look at the 49ers regular season, they're averaging first in points per game as a defense, only allowing 16 points. If you can score early against the 49ers and put Purdy in this bad situation that Kyle's suggesting, that could be the way to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, Kyle really pointed out how big of a game it will be for Brock Purdy. And I think another person it'll be a big game for is Kenneth Walker. Because, yeah. like you said, I that agree. 49ers defense is, yeah. And that 49ers defense is stout, like you said. And I, think kenneth walker needs to get some yards against them to kind of get the momentum going for geno because the last time they played the 49ers he only mustered 70 yards how many only 70 which
1: yeah uh, I mean, well the 49ers they only, only had 70 yards on the ground
0: kenneth walker didn't have 70 yards right total just as an offense they only had 70 yards on the ground which it's is par great. for the course.
1: That's par you for can't... the course against the 49ers who only allow 77 per game, second yeah. in the NFL. They just the need
0: way- to, to get something going, right? Because when they played last, Geno actually had a pretty good game. He, I believe he had uh, 238 yards and a tutty. So if they can just get a little bit of support for Geno, I think they have a chance to at least make it competitive.
2: Yeah, they're, they're not going to win this game in a shootout. They're not going to win this yeah. game if they get down early. So I feel like they have to to keep the game script in their favor where they can continue to pound the ball they can benefit off play action like they've done all year and they can put Purdy in some, in some uncomfortable situations because I feel like once they get going they're they're confident and they're a team that you know could scare the best teams in the league when they're playing at the top of their game.
1: Yeah, yeah they also that. really need to stop CMC and the 49ers' run mm. offense. The, you, the 49ers run really well, and the Seahawks allow the thirtieth most, or like they're thirtieth ranked. Sorry, so like the third most rushing yards per game. That needs to clean up. Yeah, you need time you of possession in this game.
2: Yeah, and that's where I like. I obviously the line suggests it, but I would heavily favor the 49ers here because. Yeah. They match up so well against Seattle. Like, Seattle does not have the manpower to cover a good run game in CMC, to cover George Kittle, you know, um, Brandon Ayuk, Debo if he's playing. Like, it's just your only focal point at that point is trying to make Purdy commit mistakes, but their defense allows them to have that leeway.
1: And Shanahan's going to drop an offensive plan that just has CMC touching the ball 30 times and Kittle again, five yard targets the rest of the way. And
2: they're in San Fran. So that's the other like big thing is like Seattle goes down early and see San Fran gets rocking. Like you, you can't overcome that, especially the way that they've been playing
1: Seahawks need a first quarter touchdown or else I think we all see this game as toast. So we're all picking the 49ers then, right? What's what side of the spread are you guys on? Okay, let's do that and then move on. I'm on 49ers minus nine and a half. I think they win by double digits. Wow. What do you think, Dan?
0: I think Seattle has the chance to cover if Kenneth Walker can at least get some some ball movement on the ground. Sure. Doesn't have to be a huge game, but he just needs to give that offense uh a chance to make it competitive, so I think they could possibly cover.
2: But like, you have fifty dollars to put on one or the other. Which side are you picking?
0: 49ers, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All
2: right, I'll play. That's the 49 Forty is
0: the easy. safe bet, but if you're feeling risky, I mean, Seattle's a team I'd. Or I'm where I. I Seattle's a team I would take a risk on this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'll take a risk on Seattle. I, I truthfully think. I don't think that Seattle wins this game, but as division rivals and the nature of the way this game is going to go, I expect a lower scoring game with lots of running. So more than a touchdown difference is kind of where I draw the line. And I think I would have to lean Seattle for the plus points.
1: Right on. So we're all on 49ers and Cal takes the Seattle spread. I'm going to transition us towards the Chargers Jaguars game, which is Saturday at eight o'clock. This is wild, isn't it, Kyle? It's two and a half favorites for the Chargers. What do you think about this game? Can we just take in that
2: Jacksonville's hosting a playoff game?
1: Oh, they've been my on a God. heater lately, oh, man. That's true. Like, when you think about if we could tell Kyle from eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, a year ago, yeah. I'd Jaguars are hosting a playoff game. You wouldn't believe it. No. no, no, sir.
2: It it reminds me of uh, what year was that? It was uh, twenty sixteen, I think, when they went on the run with Bortles, and they made it to the AFC Championship, and everyone was like, "That was twenty
1: seventeen, yeah."
2: It was it seventeen? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think. They're, they're just getting hot at the right time. They're carrying a ton of momentum into playoffs. And, I mean, they, they have low expectations, I like to think. Like, I don't think there's many Jacksonville fans out there that are like, we're winning the ship this year. Mm. And that can bode really well for these young guys to know that you get an opportunity to go out and knock off one of the hotter teams in the AFC at home.
1: And, you know, if you lose... We're happy we made it here. Total contrast for the Chargers. I feel as though Chargers fans need it's this totally win. different. And the, the Jaguars fans, this is just icing on the cake.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like if you were like a Lions fan, for example, you'd be happy to just be in playoffs right now. Like you don't care what the outcome of that game is. And I think that's how Jacksonville feels. Whereas the Chargers, if they don't win in playoffs, like you're looking at like Brandon Staley might be gone. They're, they've been rumored in the Sean Payton uh, sweepstakes. You know, you start to question again if Herbo can get it done. Um, I'm just going to keep throwing that out there because I get all the Lamar hate. So You have to throw in Herbo, <laughs> buddy. But, um, you know, it, you start to question that. And, like, obviously you don't blow it up, but it, you, you've got to make changes if you can't win in playoffs. Especially against... The Jacksonville Jaguars, like, that
1: doesn't get taken lightly. Yeah, and the Jaguars, man, with Dougie P, you know he has some play calls he's been working on. You saw Philly, Philly, baby. That was all him and Nick Foles. (laughs) But I'm calling that he's going to do some crazy shit. I love that this team has – it's icing on the cake for them now. It's all – what's the word I'm looking for? It's house money that they're playing with. Time to do some crazy shit. Let's see some Chiefs ring around a Rosie type bullshit. You know what I mean? Let's just go for yeah. it. And I'm super how, how pumped fun, to see yeah. it. I'm glad that it's going to be a close game. I totally believe it will be. I would be shocked if either team blows the either one out.
2: I feel like oh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it results in a blowout. But I think the blowout could go either way, <laughs> if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, okay. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look at the box score Sunday morning. And 14. it's like... Yeah, I I don't I think that that could happen either way, depending yeah, on gets one, hot early.
0: Yeah, one team could collapse on itself, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the Jaguars hype train too here. Uh, swap they've won six of the for a
2: different cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah the the Jaguars are have been uh six or seven, six of their last seven they've won. um they're playing well offensively, uh, 10th best passing, 14th best rushing attack in the league. Uh, I think it's going to all come down to the Chargers defense, right? Because that's what's been kind of keeping them competitive when the offense has been shaky. Uh, they have that good pass defense, but I think it's going to come down to the run defense as well because, they gave up uh 400 yards last time they faced the Jaguars and not on the ground, but as in a total overall. And I think it's going to come down to the chargers defense tier.
1: And Dan, a good point is that ETN averages 5.1, a carry and the chargers have the 28th ranked rush defense. You combine um, holding the ball, the entire game having ETN rush for five yards, a carry yeah. I'm sorry, but that's a recipe for the Jaguars making that blowout happen.
2: You you got to look at the fact that the chargers haven't had Bosa too, though, I think. Cause like, Oh, that's a great much, point. As much as we look at him as a, a pass rusher, he's really good in the run. So I, I think yeah. that, you know, you, you've got the elite defenders there. Now everyone's starting to get a little bit healthier. I think that, uh, I still don't think that, you know, they're going to suddenly be a top 10 rushing defense, but you know, they could, they could hold ETN to three yards of carry. I think
1: I was filling out my bracket and I picked the chargers yesterday, but since that happened, it's come out that Mike Williams may miss the game and is actually probable to miss the game. He's missed practice all week. In this case, he's a, He's a stir that stir he's a straw that stirs the drink for the Chargers offense. I'm worried without him. Keenan Allen's great, sure, but you need that guy to blow the top off and I don't know if Josh Palmer can do that for them.
2: And, and the red zone threat like yes who are you throwing to yeah. on a contested catch? Like I, Keenan Allen's not going to go do it for you. He can run a great
1: route you- for you in the slot, but you need a contested catch on the outside.
2: Yeah, Yeah. like you're going to throw it to Gerald Everett. Like, I just I'm not taking those chances against a linebacking core in Jacksonville that's young and has played really well. And they've just gotten better as the season's gone on. Yeah.
0: And um, I think, too, with Mike Williams being out, the Chargers run game is going to be very important as well. And that linebacker core on Jacksonville, I think, might be a problem for a uh, run offense that's kind of struggled lately. And uh, the Jacksonville defense has held their opponents to under 100 rushing yards or less the last three games. Really? And with Mike Williams. Yeah. They've uh, they've had some good games on, on defense lately. The Chargers so... can't
1: run the ball that well. Like Eckler, gets yeah. all his yards in the receiving game.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, this might be the upset of the weekend, honestly.
1: I think we're all on board so far. Yeah, this is the loose change upset of the week. The Jaguars are beating the Chargers.
0: You um, hear right here first. Somehow.
1: Hashtag Duval. 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 <laughs> Those fucking guys, I love them. They have a great Twitter fan base, and that bodes well in my book.
2: Let's yeah, transition honestly. to the Bills
1: Dolphins. What do you guys think? Or no, let's do the spread. Let's do the spread. Are we... I guess, oh. no, we all are on the Jag spread. We all just pick Jags 25. Yes. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Bills Dolphins would have been awesome with Tua. It's such a shame with him, eh? He's going to miss, so it looks sad. like. Yeah, Man, I'm like genuinely
2: concerned for Tua's career. It, like, yep. yeah. how often do we see a player go into a concussion protocol for like four weeks?
1: Three and times in a season two? We saw him earlier yeah. doing like the hand movements that were super scary too. Oh, yeah.
2: It's like you had that really scary injury, and then there was no specific moment in the game that anyone saw him get concussed, but it was literally memory loss the following day. And that's like, that, that kind of scares me because it's like this guy's brain is rattled like he's got scrambled mm-hmm. eggs right now and he has no idea what's going on they're trying to break down film and that's when they notice that he's concussed like you'd have to be all sorts of fucked up for someone to be sitting with you the next day after the game and go
1: bro are you concussed yeah man damn it really it's like scary as a human just to hear that about another human for that's sure it's mm-hmm. worrisome
2: like obviously you want his health first but like you start to wonder about his football career Because, like, how many more of those hits can he take? And look at the way he plays.
1: He's he's, a head-down type of guy. And I know it's like, yeah, there's smaller quarterbacks that are around that can work for sure. Like, I've seen Russell Wilson have a career. But let's face it, with his body type, he's kind of prone to when those big hits happen, him getting absolutely rocked. He's not a big guy. Yep. I don't know. Unfortunately. But, but. Yeah, the
0: situation's starting to kind of remind me of uh Eric Lindros back in the day in the NHL. Just so many concussions so close together. Sidney Crosby as well recently. His career was in question for a while, so it's scary with concussions, man, because you can't always see the effects right away, but
1: then down the line. Shout out to the listeners yeah. of the Hockey Loose Change podcast.
0: Yeah, have to mix it up gotta cross genres sometimes man.
1: absolutely it's absolutely right man it's, it's super scary it happens in a lot of those sports like hockey and football a lot of collisions but the bills and dolphins are going to face off no matter what and the quarterbacks are josh allen versus skylar thompson So the Bills are favored by two touchdowns. It's currently 13 and a half right now. It moved from nine and a half to 13 and a half Mm -hmm. ever since it settled in that Teddy B also probably will not play. Yeah. At this point, I don't know how Hill and Waddle could possibly figure out a way to carry this team past the Bills. There's just no way at this point. The defense isn't good enough to stop the Bills. It spills all the way. It's just a question of who covers the spread at this point. I don't see any way the Dolphins win this game.
2: I like. I mean, obviously, playoff football is a little bit different, but we haven't seen anything out of Thompson to give us any indication that they could stay in this game, even with two yeah. elite weapons. And uh, another overlooked thing is you've got a really young head coach in Mike McDaniel. Yeah, He is going to learn a lot of lessons on Sunday, and they're – probably not going to be good ones (laughs) if you're
0: adults
2: (laughs) like you know it it would be one thing you go in with you know your your roster your starting qb that you won a lot of games with this year because as a head coach you have flexibility with how you're going to call your plays you've now shortened your playbook down to accommodate skylar thompson and you have to go face the juggernaut bills. Like, I just,
1: yeah, and not to mention before their 11 to 6 win last week, it was loss, 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 loss. They haven't won since November against Houston until last week in a game that didn't matter too much for the other team,
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, McDaniels has impressed me in the regular season, but I think Kyle's right. Playoff football is a whole different ball game. Uh, sad that Tua isn't playing. think it would have been a competitive with at least him in the game, but I think that those probably would have pulled the win off regardless. Uh, yeah, Miami's been – A super fun team to watch this year. Competitive. They've been competitive in a competitive division, and I think they will be next year. But, yeah, this looks like a slaughter.
2: Uh, Yeah. I look at McDaniel's offense, and, like, it's a well-oiled machine. Like, you've got Mm -hmm. all these cogs that have to do their part, and when they do their part, this machine runs beautifully. But when you take one of those cogs out, the whole thing just shuts down. We've seen it with Tua. We've seen it where like, you know, Hill was dealing with that nagging ankle injury and he'd go out for a few plays and the offense just stopped.
1: It was just just Waddle getting double covered and thrown to every play. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
2: So it's like, I I really think that, you know, that's something he has to learn as a head coach is to adjust around the players that you do have in there. And not everything is going to be, well, the whole playbook's still open. We're just going to take Player X and replace him with Player Y. Like, nah, man, that doesn't work in the NFL. You can't just take Tyreek Hill out of your offense and go put in Trent Sherfield and run the same play.
1: Yeah, like, you need a different play. You need play. a different play, now Yeah, so yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Tyreek is
1: so it's going to be the Tyreek show. I I'm <sighs> gonna set the line at like fourteen touches or like Touchdowns. target slash touches. For Tyreek Hill, touchdowns. I don't think he's gonna. The, <laughs> I'll put Miami <laughs> as a team to get over 1.5 touchdowns. I'll take the under, dude. Honestly, yeah, really? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I oh, think it it's gonna slaughter. be a slaughterhouse. Like it's going. They had be a bills tough time a against even the
2: Jets, and like I think the Bills have a better offense and defense than the Jets.
1: And I don't think Skyler Thompson won't turn the ball over. Like nope. that's gonna be at it's seven unreal. points right there. I'm just yep. saying. So are we all on the Bills money line? That's obvious. I'm on Bills spread as well. Dan, Bills, Bill's spread, spread? or Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Bills spread is the only option here.
1: I love that we're three for three, and I hope <laughs> we keep it going. Let's move on to the Giants-Vikings. So the far, time we've time. all yeah. agreed. I think this may where we start to split up.
0: Oh, this is this should be interesting. Vikings are favored uh,
1: by three. They are at home. The Vikings are perhaps the worst thirteen and four team in NFL history, if you ask me. But they're still a playoff team. No doubt about it. I think if you were to simulate their season a hundred more times, they'd win thirteen games once, maybe. Like I don't think that happens a lot because they have like a negative point differential, don't they? But also, Kirk Cousins in primetime doesn't bode well. Danny Dimes as a quarterback in the NFL doesn't bode well. I'm at this point where there's no one I want to bet on. So I'm just left with who do I like the least. And as an Eagles fan, I'm taking the Vikings. Because I like the Giants. I don't like the Giants.
2: Okay, I was like you don't like the Vikings more than the Giants, but I got your words twisted.
1: No, yeah. I mean, that was a very convoluted sentence. You know how I am with transitions, very bad. Um <sighs> Giants Vikings, I'm taking the Vikings. The Vikings are a team of destiny. And that destiny is to get crushed by the Eagles in the NFC conference finals.
2: Um like I definitely I take the Vikings here too. I think it comes down to You got to win close games. We've seen teams like the Ravens lose a lot of close games this year, and the Vikings have done the opposite. And they've won those close games. And yeah, they haven't had those blowout victories, and the losses that they have had have been really bad. But in playoff football, when you're playing, like the the Giants aren't going to put up 40 points. Like we know that. So I think that the Vikings have a really good chance to keep this a close game and in the end win out. Um, And I think that they're going to struggle when they face a team like the Eagles that can really attack them offensively. I think that they might have a better chance against someone like the 49ers where it might be a lower scoring, tighter game. But I, I have to take the Vikings here just because I don't see the Giants putting up a ton of points.
1: Wow. I'm just looking through it. To your point, Kyle, the Vikings play a lot of close games and win it. The Giants yeah. are 9-7-1, and one, and eight of their wins are one-possession wins.
2: How many are the Vikings?
1: Of their 13-4, uh, 11 of those wins are...
2: Yeah, so
1: it's still like... Both of them just win by scratching and clawing their way to the end. It's going to yep. be a bloodbath. The, you mentioned how so. the Jags and Chargers could be a blowout. This one will not be. No.
0: Yeah, I, would, I think I think this has the chance to be one of the most exciting matchups of the weekend
2: honestly. I think this has the chance to be one of the most boring games of the week to put really? on the flip side. I think that this could be like a a 10-7 game. Like, I yeah, well mess- I guess it'll come down to the wire.
1: Yeah. I, I I
2: do think it'll come down to the wire. I like it's something you're going to want to watch the whole time. Yeah. I just like it could go either way. Like this could be a game that, you know, it comes down to the last possession and it's a decently high scoring game or this game could just be an absolute stinker.
0: Yeah. I just think it might be a high scoring one because both these defenses aren't that great. They've been close to the bottom of the league all year and the giants at least know how to use Saquon and Danny dimes has been competent with what he's had. Um, But yeah, I, I think, uh, it's going to come down to to, yeah the defenses and who can get the stop and kirk cousins because if kirk cousins shows up i think it will be all over because we've talked about on this podcast the excellence of justin jefferson and dalvin cook we've brought them up they're great vikings know how to use them but i think it comes down to kirk cousins and these defenses
1: Can they really shut down justin jefferson like who do the giants have a defense that can I, I guess as a scheme, is it, are they going to somehow scheme three people on them every play? I just don't know if they can do it. I don't really think they have the personnel to do
2: it. Like, they could put uh, their whole defense on, uh, on, just, on Justin Jefferson, and it's like, okay, maybe you shut him down. Maybe. But you still have to deal with Hawkinson. You still have to deal with Cook. You still have... Thielen and KJ Osborne's
1: not doing bad lately. Like, I mean,
2: it's not out of the question that like, you know, you, you maybe try to scheme three guys to cover Justin Jefferson, but if Kirk finds the opportunities elsewhere, you're just setting yourself up for failure.
1: 24th of December, they played Vikings won by a field goal. Dan, this time around, what do you think happens?
0: I think the the Vikings take it as well. I'm on the, the but yeah, it could be a close game. They love the cl- close games.
1: The spread is 3. Are you on the Vikings spread by 3 or more?
0: Yeah. Uh, cuz even if they win by a field goal, at least you're yeah. You're still covered, right?
1: What do you think, Kyle?
2: I'm going to take the plus money just yeah. because we're talking about two teams that have brutal point differentials Mm -hmm. so Mm. in a game that is probably not going to have a big point differential i'm going to take the three points in my favor regardless of who's on the other side like you could you could have told me the line was the opposite and i would have just done the same
1: how about this It's the highest over under of the weekend
2: what yeah Yeah. at
1: 48 is the highest over under of the weekend
0: I couldn't believe it. The Vikings are were almost wow. like last place in almost every defensive category.
2: Wow. Yeah. I, I, I could not believe be 31st it. 31st behind the Lions.
0: Yeah, sorry. Almost <laughs> last. Yeah. The Lions.
1: The Lions <laughs> sneak their way into every podcast we do, yeah, even if we do yeah. a playoff segment. It's a Lions podcast. It's crazy. This is a Lions, a lions podcast. podcast. I should right change there. what our podcast is under from sports to Lions.
2: Yeah.
1: Motor City. Motor City. Okay, so Kyle is on the Giants. Dan and I are on the Vikings. That's our first deviation there. Ravens and Bengals. Bengals by nine and a half. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Kyle, just tell me why you're sad.
2: I plead the fifth. Is Lamar <laughs> is Lamar
1: against the Ravens and selfish, as some people online are saying, nah. because he's babysitting this injury as if it's not super serious. I can't believe the bullshit I've seen online. I think, Man.
2: like, it. I think it's a combination of things. I think the contract situation plays into the mindset a little bit, in the sense that, like, hmm. Lamar's. I think if Lamar is a hundred percent, he's out on the field. But I think that less than hundred percent, why risk re-injury when your team has already struggled down the stretch and you don't have a contract, like someone's whispering in Lamar's ear, telling him to take his time with his recovery. I don't think they're telling him to hold out. I don't think he's sitting out on purpose, but I think that until he is 100%, they're not going to risk him and he's not going to risk his own career. Um, I really, it sucks, but like, we're also talking about a, a supposedly a grade two PCL sprain. So the original timeline just wasn't accurate. Um, and what would the players,
1: accurate timeline be for a grade two PCL?
2: So in the past, it's generally about six to eight weeks, but it's something that typically nags throughout the whole season. Right. Like we've seen mm-hmm. running backs that'll get like a PCL sprain, then maybe they come back after six weeks and they play, but they just don't look the same. So, you know, do you risk putting your franchise QB out there? I think it's an instinct thing because like you could say, okay, well, Lamar, go play out there. We still trust you as a pocket passer better than Huntley and Brown, which I would agree with. Well, yeah, but you're Lamar fucking Jackson. Like someone comes at you in the pocket and you have pressure. You're going to try to escape and you're going to fuck your knee up. Yeah, it's just so true. That's the way you're built. And, yeah, and it's like a, a stability spoiler. injury.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like a stability injury. So, it they the way Lamar plays too, right? It, a quick cuts, and if he needs to be able to plant hard on that knee, and if like the supports not there, it's just gonna buckle, and it's.
1: It's it gonna could be a worse, be even worse
0: situation. Right? Yeah. yeah, worse situation in a time where he doesn't want to be injured, like Kyle said.
1: He's also got that dog in him when he plays. Uh, yeah. I get that he yeah. does these quick shots, but like you know, this guy is not on the couch. Like, eh, my contract's more important to me. That's I do not believe yes. that to be who Lamar is, right? Like Yeah, you know then he's those grinding tweets, hard as fuck. So you guys see the tweets today? No,
0: you guys- yeah, he tweeted today about the injury and just the way it would. I read it; it seemed like. It, it it the bad blood gets all hyped up in the by reporters and stuff right because right. it, it doesn't seem as dire of a situation as it really is they're just on oh, different it, sides it, right now
2: it's just crazy how much everyone gasses this up cuz like lamar has come out himself on multiple occasions regarding the contract and said like yeah you know we're we're negotiating in good faith we're not in a rush to get this done um you know we're we're gonna stop contract talks at the beginning of the season because we want to focus on the season or we're gonna pick them back up when the season's over and like this man has been true to his words and you know what else he said gonna get a super bowl out of me yes (laughs) sir he's not allowed to leave (laughs) that's contractual (laughs) verbal Uh, (laughs) contracts yeah it's a verbal commitment As a Ravens Uh, fan. That's funny. (laughs) I I just like I mean, he's embraced Baltimore and I think that better days are ahead. I think that if there was an issue with the scheme, personnel, anything like that, that you only get a chance to hang on to your franchise quarterback once. And at that point, you you let the fat lady
1: sing in Greg Roman can sing on his way out, and you bring in a new OC. Could be a blessing in disguise just getting pummeled by the rave or by the Bengals, a division rival. Get your OC fired and then let if, Lamar cook next year. Yeah, if
2: we lose, I hope we put up zero points just so Greg Roman goes home. <laughs> <laughs> lose in style.
1: <right> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna lose. This is the lowest over under of the weekend at 40. Yeah. Wow. And it's... it very well could be like a twenty-eight to seven game.
2: Like, I honestly, I see this being a close game. So I'm going to
1: take the Ravens plus money at nine and a
2: half half, just because, again, it's AFC North football. It's division rivals. This is the third time that they've matched up and these teams know each other really well. Yeah, they they managed to keep the Bengals offense in check last week. It was the fact that the Ravens offense turned the ball over five times i think it was like four turnovers and one turnover on downs all right let's say so they like, only
1: turnover over once like how different that game would have been
2: exactly right so not uh, i don't think the ravens have a great chance of winning this game but if they can limit those turnovers if tyler huntley plays over anthony brown he's limited. i think that our ceilings limited but i do think that he's gonna control the ball a little bit better he's gonna take care of the ball and give our defense a chance to keep us in the game.
1: Wow. I think you kind of sold me, actually. I'm going to go with you. I'm on the Bengals' money line, but by less than 10, Ravens covering the spread. What do you think, Bengals fan, Dan?
0: If the Bengals weren't so good at hitting the spread all year, I'd be a little bit more keen to agree with you guys. But, yeah, it's Bengals all day here. I'm sorry to the Ravens fans out there for – The pain and agony you guys have had to endure the past few weeks. It's been a rough few weeks just with all the Lamar uncertainness with the Hey they got Deshaun Jackson,
1: buddy. Watch out. Don't feel so confident.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I wish there was more to talk about, but yeah, I'm pretty confident with the Bengals here. Put your futures (laughs) down now.
1: Put your futures down now. Back next week,
2: Dan.
0: Super Bowl
1: on the way. It is gonna be a crazy podcast next week if the Ravens win.
2: Oh, fucking. I'm going to be sitting here head to toe in Raven's gear. I, I don't own Raven's boxers, so I'm going Commando. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. We found the name of the episode, at least. Commando. <laughs> um, Cowboys Buccaneers is on Monday night. The playoff Monday night game. Cowboys are two and a half point that. favorites. That's kind of a weird day. Eh? Just the Monday night thing.
2: There's so many things wrong with this game. <laughs> like like why are they playing in tampa one like yeah. why, why is dallas only favored um, by two and a half and why the fuck is it on monday night
1: i think the cowboys would have been favored by four and a half if it weren't for their stinker last week against the commanders when they're literally starting their starters the entire game too yikes yeah. they put up six so points against the team oh man i'm that was shocking, and I would have been all over the Buccaneers, or sorry, the Cowboys before that, but my bracket right now, as of the time of this recording, I have Tom Brady advancing the next round to get stomped by the Eagles. Ooh. And okay, the Cowboys okay. remain with their first round drought. I want the Leafs to win a first round before the Cowboys do. So bad. <laughs> That's also going that. into my decision. All right, what do you think, go, Dan? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. The big question here is like, can the Cowboys get it done, or or do they choke once again? I I always have this vivid memory of Tony Romo.
1: Dez did not catch it. And, yeah,
0: throwing it to Dez. <laughs> the catch. We have this debate all the time. Did he catch it or did he not? Yeah. But getting back to this here. Well, Dan, um, he
1: would if he caught it. It wouldn't have bounced that way. It bounces like that because it hit the ground. No catch. <laughs> Suck it, Andrew. If Andrew's <laughs> listening, we have a friend named Andrew Changers out there. And uh he is very much wrong about the desk catch.
2: Yes. <laughs> He's very
1: much wrong. <laughs>
2: oh yeah,
0: boy. Tom, Yeah, but uh Tom's had a wishy washy season, but uh you know it's playoffs, and when it's playoff time, Tom knows what to do. Uh but as much as like It could be Tom Brady. I think it comes down to... I've been talking about the run game a lot, but I think it comes down to the run game here as well. That duo of Zeke and Pollard for the Cowboys. It's going to be a grind, I think, as well, because Brady's not bombing it down the field anymore. He's going to grind you out, win by a field goal, a touchdown, maybe. Um, But yeah, the defenses have been strong as well this year for both teams like that that's what's been keeping uh the buccaneers in games this year is brady and the defense no doubt and i yeah i just think the the dual threat of zeke and uh pollard is going to kind of be the difference maker here
1: yeah i think pollard's the better back but zeke in those short yard situations Definitely better than Pollard, too. So just the combination is pretty deadly. The Buccaneers' run defense is not nearly as good as it was last year.
2: No, not even close.
1: They're middle of the pack now, 15th, right in the middle there.
0: I I think... uh, I'm on the Buccaneers still, though, because
1: uh, Cowboys are going to choke. The Cowboys do that. They choke. Kyle, are they choking this round?
2: I'm going to take the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I think it's the smart play and if they were the Dallas whatever or if there were any other city you wouldn't even think about it right if you just look at the team and the stats you take the uniform out of it but the thing is they're wearing the uniform it is Dallas (laughs) so they will lose
2: I think that Dallas's defense is gonna give the Tampa uh, offense some trouble honestly um, we saw Tampa really struggle with their offensive line early on with injuries and stuff. And I think that that's going to shine through with, uh, Dallas's top ranked D yeah. and, um, second in sacks. Yeah. Like, I don't even think this comes down to like the CD lambs and Tony Pollard and stuff. I just think that, you know, they got to get Tom Brady uncomfortable in the pocket, which is easy to do. And he lacks the mobility to do anything about it. And you know if they can start jumping some of those short routes. I think their defense wins the game for them.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm definitely pumped to see the matchup either way for the Eagles. The Eagles Cowboys game in the playoffs will be amazing to watch, and That's Tom when, Brady going against the Eagles again would be cool too. Yeah,
2: what, who who
1: do you rather play? Who, uh, rather? The Bucks. By a yeah, million, yeah. the no, Eagles you would fucking destroy the Buccaneers. It wouldn't be close. I'd honestly think they might sit hurts at last the third quarter in that game.
2: <laughs> they like, just they just rest hurts for the start of the game. Give like, yeah, <laughs> the first quarter to Gardner. <laughs> I like the idea of them sitting
1: them first quarter. Yeah. Oh, get warmed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would rather play the Buccaneers for sure because the Cowboys are a really good team. And like you said, yeah. their defense all all the points yeah. for the Cowboys are the same points for the Eagles. Good run team, good defense, great O-line, can sack, can coverage. That You match that up against the Eagles, you can beat the Eagles four times out of ten, three times out of ten. The Buccaneers maybe one time out of ten beat the Eagles, in my opinion. Dan, are you on the Cowboys or the Bucs? I wasn't sure.
0: Uh, I am on the Cowboys as well. We're all on the Cowboys, I believe, right?
1: No, I'm on the Bucks.
0: Bucks. Oh, even though like
1: my head probably would say Cowboys, but my heart and my mouth is on the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, I'm going Cowboys here. I just think uh, the run the run offense trumps the Bucks run offense. I think uh. The defense is better on the Cowboys' side slightly this year as well. Well, not slightly. The Cowboys' defense has been great this year at points. And, uh, yeah, I think that the defense in the run game is going to take them over the edge in a tight game, like a grindy game I could see happening.
1: I agree with that. And this has kind of been like a betting slash playoff preview. We definitely be giving our picks throughout it. But – I want to throw it over to the Bet Stamp Bed of the Week segment. Cue the music. Yes. Kyle, I think you need to hit us with a prop. We've had those spreads throughout the episode, but I want to hear a prop. You were four for four. You lost last week, so we're now four for five. Week redeem. Go ahead. We're
2: redeeming. I have a hard time with this one, but I'm doing it for all all the listeners out there. Um, Got to bet against the Ravens here, and I'm going Hayden Hurst anytime. Uh, you can wow. currently get uh, the odds over at uh, BetMGM. Uh, there's a couple other places. Uh, Bet365, I believe, had it at uh, plus 300 as well, uh, which is an advantage over some of the places like Pinnacle, who had it at plus 248. Um, but, I mean... I, I watched this game last week, and I mean, Hayden Hurst only finished with 14 receiving yards, but he had four catches, and they were meaningful catches. Right, like they were yeah. looking for him to gain first downs, and there's a good chance T. Higgins misses this game. Really? Like, yeah, he's been, uh, I don't know if he practiced today, but he was out of practice last week. He got absolutely obliterated on one of the plays in last week's game. So, and wow. we've seen him dealing with injuries all year so like I just I don't trust Higgins to be a big piece of the puzzle even if he plays like maybe he's limited he gets some snaps but he's gonna be on a snap count I think and at that point you need a body you need a big body that you know you can look to in the end zone someone that's gonna create space over the middle or even those little dump off plays Um, so I think Hurst This time around, turns the four catches that he had last week into, you know, a little bit more yardage and uh, a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take his over yards. You sold me on that. And it's a revenge game because we got. Oh, yeah. Okay, then touchdown, over yards, uh, over catches. (laughs) Hayden Hurst is going to fucking eat, especially if Higgins is out. Yeah. You with that, Castle?
0: Uh, I like it. Yeah, because like Kyle said, they they've been giving Hurts uh Hurst's Hersts. sorry uh yeah decisions. uh <laughs> they've been giving him uh meaningful looks and in those third down situations and in those red zone situations when uh Evans and other offensive weapons are being covered, he can be that open guy, and I definitely see a a tight end touchdown.
1: And if you want to find the best odds for your bet, download Bet using code loose change. This is our last episode with Betstamp stamp as a par- partner. Currently we haven't renewed re-upped yet, but it's been a great time. Um, we will definitely yep. use Betstamp stamp, even if we weren't sponsored. So use best stamp, code loose change. Thank you. Get your degenerate yes, money boys and girls. And that pretty much Ooh. does it for today's episode. Oh, I was going to sneak oh. in my, uh,
0: I got oh. a one oh. last bed stamp of the week as well. We've been hyping it up uh, earlier. The underdog pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, man,
1: got the to Jags. take that money
0: line. We need yeah, that plus underdog. One, yeah, plus one twenty. Some sports books have it as low as one plus one ten.
1: Go, but you get can get a plus
0: one twenty at a,
1: the underdog net.
0: Yeah, DraftKings, BetMGM, a few options at plus one twenty compared to some plus one tens on other sports books. So.
1: I hope one of us is completely right. Like I hope one of us three went six for six because I'm totally gonna clip it and throw it up. Pretty
2: sure Dan and I had the same picks
1: throughout all six.
0: Got to make yeah. it into a parlay. You're the I only one with the difference.
2: Right. Is the Bucks?
1: Uh, I went Vikings. You? I think Dan I went, went Vikings, Vikings with me. I went. You went Giants. I didn't oh, go Giants. Didn't you? No. Uh, we're gonna have to look at the recording there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright.
1: does it for the Lucian's Change podcast. Oh, I can't
0: wait to roast someone if they took the giants.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, can I end it on a joke? Yeah. Of course. I know it's like it's been a while since Christmas, but I heard this joke like near Christmas time, and it's just it's a great joke. So I'm gonna lay it on you guys. Hey, what did the kid with no arms get for Christmas? What? I don't know yet. The little fucker hasn't opened it. <laughs>
2: Because he has no arms, <laughs> that he can't awful.
1: open the gate.